Let's start at the beginning. It's October of 1988, and the Los Angeles Dodgers have just won the World Series by defeating the Oakland A's in five games, and, hmm, I think that's too far back, and also a story for another time. Let's move ahead about six, seven years later, and let's talk about Candy Candy. Candy Candy was a worldwide hit. It was an anime made for young girls. It tells the story of Candy. An orphan who grows up in an orphanage, I think. I didn't exactly see it. In fact, I can't remember a single significant plot device, story arc, or theme in the story. I wonder what they were. Was it never give up on your dreams? Persevere despite adversity? Don't ever go horseback riding? More on that in a second. So why is it relevant? Well... I want you to think about the first time that you, you were ever aware that death is real. Maybe you had a dog, like your favorite dog, and it got ran over, or it ate some bad meat. I had a dog like that. His name was Misha. I don't remember Misha. I was too young. Wish I could, though. I mean, I don't even have any pictures. Maybe your grandpa died or your grandma died, and that's what you remember. It's actually really hard to think about when death becomes a real, tangible thing for most of us. The majority of us don't live in a war zone, so we don't have to face it every single day. But there does come a time when death becomes real. For me, that was Candy Candy. Let me explain. It's one of my earliest memories. It's also one of the clearest memories that I have. And to this day, it remains vivid. I don't remember the circumstances, the where or the why. I just remember seeing it and not understanding it. Not then and there. Not at the moment. Not until much later. The panic, the despair, and the lasting sadness that prevailed in the show until the end. That was something I'd never seen before in an animated series. Let alone a TV show. Candy goes horseback riding with Anthony who is one of her main love interests, but she has more than a few, and they're having the best time of their lives, just enjoying each other's company, in a time where you could really do that, and then something startles Anthony's horse, a snake, maybe something fell off a tree, anyway, he falls off it, and he dies, you're not really expecting that to happen in a kid's show, but it did. Cartoon characters aren't supposed to die in a kid's show. But he did. According to my folks, anime is something I've consumed even before I was conscious enough to do so. It had taken a lot of Central American countries by storm. It was all the rage. Anyone around my age has nostalgia for a certain anime of the time. That nostalgia carries on to this day. Just a couple of years ago, we were fortunate enough to find the entirety of the show on YouTube. And my mom had a wonderful time relieving those storylines. And no doubt about it, 
I'm sure she found herself suddenly transported back to that time. Back to that era. Not just when I watched it for the first time. Well, when she watched it for the first time. I mean, it really was all the rage in those days. I was able to watch a few of the episodes. And perhaps someday I'll actually revisit the entire thing. Let's jump a little bit further ahead in time. The year is 1997. The tail end of it at least. And suddenly I found myself here. In a different place. Surrounded by rules I'd never been privy to. And assimilation was the only option. Not only that, but I didn't really understand anyone or anything. Take it from me, children. Don't never underestimate the ability to read and write. Anyway, time goes on, and it's 1998. And the year 1998 is significant in history for a lot of reasons. Reasons that I'm sure other people have gone over extensively. But all I really cared about at the time was Pokemon. Mind you, I'm 8 years old. Makes sense that my world would consist of that. And it did. If only for a little bit. I loved the show, at least the way it started. I never questioned any of the logic behind it. Mind you, I'm 8 years old. Looking back, the only thing I regret was not playing the video games. I didn't grow up with a Game Boy. I always found them to be fragile and expensive. And because we were on the poor side of the spectrum, I had to choose. I had a Sega Genesis, an N64, and later on, the first PlayStation. To be honest, I can't even remember why we bought one. It's not like I had a slew of games to play on it. But I do remember games on the PS1 were significantly cheaper than the N64. I also remember using it like a CD player. And we had rewritable disc. And those things were all over the place. Mind you, this is long after Napster. It was around the divs of Kazaa and Morpheus. You remember that? It was just before uh, Torrents became a thing. So anyway, I had plenty of those discs lying around. And, you know, with my favorite music, Burn Onto Them. Don't ever take services like Spotify for granted, children. That's all I'll say about that. Hence the reason why I was unable to play Pokemon games as a child. I did get the opportunity to play those older games later on with torrents and emulators. I was able to return to all those golden hits that I missed as a child and enjoy some of them. Not all of them. Still, I feel like I missed out on something because I don't have those wonderful shared cultural experiences that a lot of my colleagues have with those games. Pokemon was everywhere those days. A clear divide in history. There was a time before Pokemon and a time after Pokemon. I'm being serious. It's still a massive success, uh, an incredibly popular show with children and adults, and the games are still going strong. And who could forget the Pokemon Go craze that drove everyone crazy a few years ago you're gonna tell me you weren't one of those clowns that was catching pokemon with their phones in the park at midnight or at the beach or in a cemetery just because there's rare pokemon there at that time we all did that well a lot of us did that and while that particular fever died down there's a lot of people who still play pokemon go Anyway, after the first few seasons of Pokemon, when the formula was set in stone and the only novel thing about it was the new region, the new Pokemon, and the new companions, my love for Pokemon began to wane. It began to bore me, and I wanted something new. And we found it. 
I say we because as much as it pains me to say this, I cannot rewrite history. It was my sister that first discovered Digimon, not me. Credit must be given where it is due, even if I don't want to. Digimon Digital Monsters came out a year after Pokemon did in Japan, and so it made it to U.S. shores a year after. So if Pokemon really took off in 1998, 1999 was the year of Digimon. Or at least it should have been. Hmm. Thinking about it now, that name's a little redundant. Digimon is short for Digital Monsters. So the show was called Digital Monsters... Digital Monsters? Whatever. 1999 should have been the year of Digimon. But it wasn't. Did you know the first Matrix came out in 1999? I don't think I got around to watching it until 2001. Just before the other two sequels came out back to back. I don't know why that suddenly popped into my head, but it did. In any case, Digimon sounds like Pokemon. And that's how the majority of children judged it by. A Pokemon clone. A series quickly released, poorly written, trying to cash in on the Pokemon craze. Shame. Anyone who fought like that really missed out. I won't lie. Like all other children's programming of the time, it was designed to sell toys, designed to sell games, sell something. And Digimon wasn't any different. But it wasn't a Pokemon clone. It had an original story with an interesting setting. Colorful monsters. Its human characters were well written and captivating. They were down to earth. Relatable. I don't think a lot of children set out on their own at 10 or 11, however old Ash was when he left. Wait a minute, so he was a kid when he left to wander around and capture Pokemon and fight gym battles and go on all his adventures? Huh. Makes you think. Anyway, Ash's journey, while whimsical and colorful, isn't really something we can identify with. And although you can make the same argument with Digimon, the human characters were legitimately more relatable. They struggled with real problems and reacted to them in a more realistic manner. That was something that I always enjoyed. And while most of us loved the battles, don't get me wrong, I liked them as well, it was the quiet moments that stuck with me the most. The story arcs were well written, predictable by today's standards, there's nothing wrong with that sometimes. And it was well thought out. They knew where they wanted to go and how to get there. Even now, looking back at it, they had proper storyboards and ideas. And once the setup was out of the way, the story really did take off. Even if it kind of slowed down later on at the end of the first season. One little detail that I do have to add, it's not something that I noticed. But looking back at it, it's absolutely true. The parents... This was actually something brought up by someone else. I was watching a review of the series as a whole on YouTube a few years back and it's absolutely true. Most shows that feature children or teenagers as the protagonist don't really give too much credence to parents. But Digimon was different. The parents were well written and once they became aware of what was happening they actually understood and participated in the storylines. It's a small little detail. But it was one that I think we all enjoyed. At least I did. I watched the first two seasons of Digimon with great interest. Even if that second season was all over the place. And I do believe it deserves an episode of its own. At least the first two seasons. The end of the second season is... 
controversial, to say the least. Yes, yes, I know, as of recording this, Digimon Try is a thing. But I haven't finished it yet. I started it, and I enjoyed what I saw. But I don't want to talk about it just yet. That's not the whole point. I didn't watch the third season, and that was a mistake. I've yet to correct it, but there, I said it. The third season is considered by many fans to be the best one. And I missed it because I was upset with how the second season ended. I did watch the fourth season and that was a mistake. It was boring, predictable, uninspired. Don't get me wrong. It was an impressive concept, a brilliant idea, just poorly executed. And while it, it had a lot more lore than the first two seasons, just whatever magic the original had, it was gone, you know. It was different. Different directors, ideas, showrunners. You know how it is. Mind you, I didn't really understand the reasons why. At least at the time I did. Didn't. I just knew it was different. Watered down. Someday. Someday I'm going to do it all proper justice and do proper reviews, retrospectives. That whole business. Uh, moving on. I've been trying to remember just how I stumbled upon Trigon. Because that's exactly what I did. The year is 2003? 2006? God, who knows? My whole life and I can't make sense of it. It wasn't important then, just another anime. But looking back at it, it's a date I should remember. It was an accident. That's what it was. There were no recommendations, no word of mouth. It was just there. And it was cool. And it was different. Trigon is one of those animes that you absolutely, positively must watch. Personally, it reminded me of all those spaghetti westerns that I was a huge fan of at the time. Particularly the Dollars trilogy. I mean, I still am a huge fan of those. And that's what Trigon looked like. It was a western set in space. Or the future. Or somewhere else. It's real easy to judge this one by its cover. It's an anime about guns. Hence the name. But you'd be wrong. Trigon is about two halves. And just like Digimon, someday, hopefully sooner rather than later, I'm going to do it justice. I'm going to find the words and perhaps persuade those of you who are new to this game to check out this excellent classic. It was originally created in 1995. It came to the US in 2003, a few years later after it had originally aired in Japan. And when it came to the US, it aired on Cartoon Network's Adult Swim. The legit adult swim, not, not the stuff we have now. It followed the story of the legendary outlaw Bash the Stampede and the massive bounty on his head. And the two insurance adjusters, salesmen, you know, I don't really know what Merrill and Millie did. But they were always following him around and trying to minimize the damages. I mean, it's not like they could do anything about it, but they were always there. Anyway, let me say this now, and this is important. If you take nothing from what I say, and you can't be bothered to remember anything, then let me be brief. Do not judge a show, a series, anything by the first episode. That is all. Do yourself justice, and go halfway. If you want to be really lazy, then at least watch the first five episodes. So many series... So many shows, anime or not, just stumble out of the gate. Intentionally or not, I see it happen so often, and, and some studios are just known for doing this, that you can truly miss out on gems because the series, the show, the anime didn't start strong. 
Trigun is a classic for a reason, and I'm really struggling not to gush, to not rant. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It has a captivating setting, excellent characters, themes, real themes that really stick with you. They make you think. It's an older series. There's no computer work of any kind. Everything is hand-drawn. It looks a little rough around the edges, but the colors are vibrant. The animation flows. It holds up. I always say that it's a great starter anime because it introduces its audiences to a lot of anime tropes that are just abundant everywhere, while at the same time cleverly showing just what can be done with the medium. It's a modern classic, a must-watch. It's also on Hulu, in case I picked your curiosity. Go check that out. Mind you, while it is animation, it's not exactly meant for children. There are concepts that they just won't be able to understand. Having said that, there's nothing too adult about the whole thing, so feel safe in that regard. Trigon is a wonderful memory, and easily a top 3 in my book, but what came next, well, that's something else. It was during one of those sleepless, soda-filled nights, where my friends and I would game all night. This I remember clearly. It was here, where we discovered Cowboy Bebop. 20 years ago, Cowboy Bebop told the stories of Spike, Jet, Faye, and Ed. It was 20 years ago that we went on that journey, to the farthest reaches of the solar system, to gather as many Wulongs as possible, and to see the end of a journey. It's such a simple concept, too. There be bounties out there, our protagonists are bounty hunters, and they do their best to catch the bad guys. But it's not such a simple story to tell. There's so much more to say. So many words have been spilled on paper, in an effort to properly explain the essence of Cowboy Bebop. And many more words will be said. And that's okay. Everyone that originally watched this show in those days has a story to tell. And someday I'll tell mine. Here's a sneak preview of that. I saw Cowboy Bebop at around age 15, 16. I didn't understand exactly what I was watching. But I knew that it was important. I saw a few episodes on Adult Swim, but at the time I didn't have cable, so I told myself that I'd watch the whole show again at some point in my life. I made an honest effort to remember those words. No matter how old I got, I would watch this series in its entirety. It's a good thing I didn't have to wait long to do so, and it was quite the experience. Cowboy Bebop is an anime that has something for everyone. It's made in such a way that anyone can sit down and enjoy it. It's episodic in nature, you don't even have to watch it in order to truly understand it. Watching it now, I can still see snippets, ideas, notions that I just missed when I was younger. I watch it at least once every year, and like your favorite movies, it's just an experience you enjoy every time. And you're left asking the same questions every time, and it takes you back to the first time you ever watched it. Every time. It's not just a good anime, it's a great anime. And it makes a legitimate case as being the best anime ever made to this day. There are many imitators out there, series that want to ape the style, the essence, the music, the characters, the setting. But it will remain the standard for what a great anime really is. And few anime can come close to it nowadays. Every once in a while I'll get that dreaded question, you know. 
The one that a lot of people ask you and you just don't know what to say or rather where to start. Seen any good anime lately? Yeah, I say. A few. But I almost never recommend Cowboy Bebop to people that are just starting out. There are very few anime out there that can reach that kind of quality. So just going in, I always tell people that. This one is different. There's nothing quite like it. But you're going to enjoy it. And I say the same to you. Haven't seen it yet? It's on Hulu right now. Go ahead and check it out. You won't regret it. Saw it a long time ago? Do yourself a favor. Watch it again. Cowboy Bebop is like that fine wine you keep in the cupboard. It tastes better the older it gets. And I guarantee you'll catch something you didn't the first time. It holds up to this day. With a style that's as modern today as it was when it was made. If you recently read the news and saw that Netflix is making a live action version, you ain't wrong. That is indeed the case. Netflix hasn't had a stellar record when it comes to their live action series. So I think we're all very wary of what exactly they're going to unleash upon the world. It's a tightrope. Master it and you'll be lauded with praise and fame, acclaim. Fall off? Well, I don't really got to talk about what would happen. Personally, I'm not very hopeful, to be honest. But I can't write them out either. Netflix may surprise us, and I'm kind of hoping for that. Kind of. I have lots more to say about Cowboy Bebop, but it deserves its own episode, its own series, so be aware of that. It's gonna happen at some point. Pretty sure it is. Anyway, after Cowboy Bebop, I stopped watching anime, but I still kept my eye on a few series, with the idea that maybe I'd pick it up again in the future and I would revisit all the older shows that I missed out on. Consuming media was just different in the past. And anyone my age will attest to that. I don't have to go on a rant about how kids are so spoiled nowadays with Netflix, Hulu, and Crunchyroll. But it's true. Your kids are spoiled. That's just how it is. The reason I came back to anime? Well, it has to do with AMC's The Walking Dead. You remember how good that show used to be? Bet there's people who still like this show and what it's doing. And all power to them. Personally, I stopped watching in season 6. Not because they killed Glenn, though that's part of the reason, but simply because it was just too much of a rethread. After season 2 on the farm, and then season 3 in the jail cell, and then season 5 in that little town, I was just pretty much bored. I needed a reason to check out, but, but all that stuff hadn't happened yet. You remember how big of a hit that show was in the beginning? It was so big, so popular, and it was merited. It was a good show. It was during that time when zombies was the biggest thing on the market. Everything had zombies in it. I think it was those zombie romantic flicks that killed the genre. Or oversaturation. Nah, I'm gonna blame the zombie romantic films. It was their fault. Anyway, it was during one of those random articles that I read online. You know, the ones, the ones with the clickbaity articles. I actually had to look it up. Think of Attack on Titan as Japan's equivalent to The Walking Dead. That was the line. It's, uh, 2013, just a little bit into season three or four. The show's still going strong. And I read this comparison and I was intrigued. I'm trying to recall what I was thinking at the time. But to be honest with you, I can't really remember. I looked up the series though. 
And it was already three episodes in. So, no. I did not watch Attack on Titan when it originally premiered. And I'm so glad I didn't. The waiting would have been a nightmare. Especially with how it starts. More on that in a minute. Attack on Titan is not for children. And it never makes that claim. The manga was incredibly successful by the time the anime adaptation was released. And it did not disappoint. I was blown away. Attack on Titan is a brutal assault on your senses. And it had been a while since I watched an anime that made me feel that way. The animation transmits a level of grit that's become distinctive of its studio. And it's such a compelling story. Humanity on its last legs has resorted to living inside a wall city. Because outside the wall, there'd be monsters. Ha! <laughs> if only the story was that simple. I've always said, just like I said in the past, you know, just a little while ago, I said that in order to properly assess a movie or a TV show, you have to give it a fair share. If it's a movie, you have to watch it at least once, maybe twice. If it's a TV show, then a few episodes should do it. Though, some shows do improve drastically after a whole season. Then we have those movies that draw you in in the first five minutes. Or the TV shows that do it in one episode. Attack on Titan has one of the best first episode starts of any anime I've ever seen. Immediately drawing you and laying down just what the stakes are. The way it starts and how it ramps up. I was totally hooked after one episode. And after three episodes, I was a fan. And just like a recovering alcoholic who can't have just one, I wasn't gonna stop at just one series and so... I was back in. Seven years later, Attack on Titan is pretty close to ending. And while my love for the series has substantially waned as the years have gone by, I'm still looking forward to its ending. And if you haven't seen it and you like anime, what are you doing? Stop listening to me. Turn off your phone. Get on Hulu, Crunchyroll, Netflix. Dude, it's everywhere. It's a massive hit. And yeah, I'm going to cover it. It's going to take me a few episodes. I know that it sounds like I've been doing promos for Hulu, Crunchyroll, Netflix, but you know, it's where it's at. That's where we consume the majority of our media. Anyway, rant over. That was about seven years ago. And in all that time, I've seen plenty of good animes and, well, let's not beat around the bush, plenty of trash. Now, let me clear a few things up. Some trash is trash. And you know that going in. And you enjoy that trash. Maybe for the right reasons. Maybe. For the wrong ones. But then you have some shows where it's like, nope, it's not gonna work. You're trying too hard. And that's alright. Different strokes for different folks and all that jazz. If you're my age by this time, you're probably a parent. And if you're not, hey, that's cool too. I mean, I'm not, but maybe you are. And if so, then that means you're gonna have to develop an appreciation for what your kids watch. It's not my business to tell anyone how to be a parent, and that's not what I'm going to do here. However, let me remind you of something that's critical, and that's shared cultural experiences. What do I mean by that? Well, let me ask you something. Where were you on Tuesday, September 11, 2001? If you're of a certain age, then I bet you remember. As for me, I got up in the morning, I got ready to go to school, and it was all over the news by then. It was about 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, we thought it was an accident until that second plane hit the other tower. And then I went to school and 
That's all we watched the rest of the day. And for the next two weeks. That's a shared cultural experience. We all know where we were, what we were doing, when it happened. Some movies or TV shows are like that. I know you remember the day you saw Infinity War. Or Endgame for that matter. I know you remember the day you saw Rise of Skywalker. I got a few words to say about that one. But I'm going to say them for now. That's not the topic. Anyway, what's all this got to do with you being a parent? Well, part of that job is to make sure your kids are on the straight and narrow path, right? That means you got to be involved, put some effort in. And a good way of doing that is to make sure you know what your kids are watching. There's anime for children, anime for kids, and stuff that's for adults. And it's not what you're thinking. Although, that stuff is out there too. Make no mistake. To make a long story short, that means letting them watch some things and making sure they don't watch others. Hard to do these days, that's for sure. It's important that they make these connections with other people. It enriches their lives and it creates a shared cultural experience. Let me tell you another story. This one's a little bit quicker. A few years ago, I remember that in a social setting, a few of my friends and I, well, you know, we started to reminisce, think about the old days. And we started talking about TV shows that we grew up watching. And one of my friends, hmm, let's just call him that. He was there with his kid. Uh, mind you, his kid was a little younger, but he still had the same opportunity to at least know what we were talking about. But as the conversation continued, we found out that wasn't the case. Finally, I asked his dad, dude, how come he doesn't know what we're talking about? All the stuff was on TV. It's not like he couldn't watch it. And well, he just answered very sheepishly. He told us, I didn't let him watch that stuff growing up. He only watched sports. And that was the end of that. Maybe he didn't feel bad about it, but his kid sure did. Because he felt left out. That sort of thing happens. So, you know, don't do that to your kid. I'm sure it's happened to you as well. Nobody likes feeling left out. We all want to be in on the joke. So take an interest in what they watch. Hey, who knows? may turn out you like it too. Ultimately, as I get older, I realize there's so many lessons left to learn. And you can learn a lot of those simply by watching anime. I always thought that at some point you stop doing certain things and you start doing other things. And that's true of a lot of things. <laughs> okay, let me elaborate a little. You stop looking forward to summer when you grow up, because it doesn't matter anymore. You stop counting the days to winter, the days to spring, because it doesn't matter anymore. Sunrise and sunset don't really mean nothing to you no more, because it doesn't matter anymore. It's just other things that take more precedence. Stop watching cartoons, childish things, because I guess you're supposed to, or it's not as appealing anymore. You get a job. Well, this one is actually a good one. Please get a job. Work really hard to keep your job. And if you ain't happy, get something that makes you happy. There. Let there be some free therapy. No charge. You get a house. That one's optional. But you can. I mean, if you can. But I also feel that people do this because they're expected to. You grow up. Whatever that means. No one ever explained it to me. 
Eventually, I learned it's doing things you don't want to simply because you got to. 31 years later, and I'm still trying to figure it out. What do they say? Fake it till you make it? Ha, huh, if only. What does any of this have to do with anime? Well, it's like I've said. It's always been there. In and out. With some sort of life lesson. Some sort of warning. And I got plenty more left to learn. If your kid likes anime, be mindful. But take an interest. Now, as to the reasons why. Well, I'm kind of a quiet guy. The type of person that talks too much when given the opportunity. And not enough when he should. At least that's what somebody told me once. Ha! Maybe they just wanted me to be quiet for a change. This podcast, it's kind of like sharing all my stories with the rest of y'all. Maybe you like them. Maybe you don't. Also, I rant about a lot of things and my sister and my folks are kind of tired of it. So I leave it on to you now. As for the frequency, I can't play around with this no more. I gotta be regular. I gotta be there because maybe you need them. Maybe you like them. Who knows? Maybe you're in love with the sound of my voice. that make one of us. But I need to be here. I realize I don't feel right if I don't do this. And every day that goes by is another day lost. If you stuck around to the end, thank you. I hope I kept you entertained. And if I didn't, I'm going to get better at it. You'll see. As for the moment, I got no sponsors, no crew. For now, it's a one-man show, and I don't mind that. I'm going to be splitting my time between anime and movies, so if you're not a huge fan of animes and I get that, then check out my movie reviews too. The anime that I did talk about though, that stuff's really easy to watch, so if I picked your interest, just do yourself a favor and check them out. Maybe not Pokemon and Digimon, because that stuff's like for kids, but the other stuff, that's cream of the crop, guaranteed. It's a strange new world, and we're all aware of the dangers. Still. This is a wonderful journey we're on, and I'm glad you guys are making it with me. Be safe, my fellow travelers. Be excellent to each other. Peace. <laughs>